0: Radioinfluence.com
1: This is the Valor Hour on Radio Influence. Your weekly glimpse inside all things Valor Fights and a
0: look at what's going on in the rest of the MMA community. Now, here's your host, Tim Loy.
2: Alright, welcome back to another edition of the Valor Hour. This is Justin Watson joined by Greg Hopkins, Jeff Hobbs, and Torres Finney. We're going to do a quick interview with Logan Neal on his upcoming fight at Valor Underground July 10th, as well as take a look at uh, UFC from last week and preview this UFC coming up this weekend.
0: All right, guys, this is Jeff Hobbs. In our first round tonight, we're going to get started with an interview with Logan Neal. He is one half of the main event for the upcoming July 10th valor underground in nashville tennessee logan neal are you here my man yes sir all right logan man it is getting closer the clock is ticking and the days are flying by is the um, is that excitement are the nerves settling in the excitement uh starting to get real for you
3: oh man it's been real the whole time since i accepted this spot you know i wanted to fight in for probably two years now so uh him being cage side of my last spot man was just uh seen him out of for the first time in a long time and, and, and get to kind of call him out and, you know, get this contract signed and it's been going ever since.
0: I'll tell you, man, it couldn't have been perfect. You know, more perfect timing. The, uh, the little teaser video, you know, each one of you had a teaser video drop, uh, when yours dropped and. uh, you know, our awesome uh, videographer Sarah was able to catch a uh, you know some footage of him cage side watching your fight, and the editing was beautiful. It, it looked great, and uh, just that little twenty second video, man, that she put out uh, the the tension was there. It was tense, man, watching it. What'd you think about that video when it dropped?
3: Oh, dude, it just uh, man. I had to go out there and start training right then. I couldn't. I couldn't sit still.
0: Is this uh, is this your first main event spot, Logan? yeah I think uh
3: you know as as far as amateur goes, I was a main event a couple of times, you know, um, before the pro fights would start on some cards, you know but but yes, as as far as being the the last spot of the night main event, this is my first one.
0: and it's got to be exciting for you, man and uh, how do you feel about you know the uh, the hostile territory you've come to Nashville before? Uh, I know you were on a card years ago in Nashville but uh, not necessarily against a, uh, a hometown fan favorite like this what are what are the feelings coming into Nashville is it almost kind of like uh, you know in sports I always enjoyed away games better man when you when you got on a bus and you went to an away game and uh, it kind of took a lot of the pressure off people not necessarily calling you all hours of the night asking for tickets is a, is it a little bit uh, more peaceful getting away from Chattanooga
3: uh, you know, man, it's really the same for me. You know, once the cage door closes now it's it's on, man. Um doesn't bother me too bad. I, I used to have a big thing about being the bad guy. I didn't I didn't like to fight out of town. I always like to fight at home, but um, as I've grown in the sport, man, uh, it really doesn't matter either way now, man. I mean, I'll take it however I can get
0: it. All right, buddy. Hey, so looking back, man, looking back at you both have this uh, crazy connection with a lot of us, similar opponents. You know, you guys have faced a lot of the same guys as, as you've been coming along here. Um, you know, if you look back 2016, he fights a uh, wolf, um, you know, goes the distance with him. Uh, you fight him in 2021 and, um, you know, it, it lasts a mere seconds. And then you look back, uh, your fight with Ariaga. You, uh, you went to a decision and won a split decision and he's able to finish Ariaga. is something like that. Have you used a lot of those fights for references or, you know, do people do other people probably put way more into that comparing how fights ended against similar opponents? Do you think other people put way more into that than what's really there? And, and really it should just be more of a, a, of a reference for you. Have you looked back at those fights and, and compared how you fought somebody to how he fought somebody?
3: Ah, uh, man, you know, like, of course I've watched him, and, and, you know, like, of course he finished Ariaga. I went to decision. But like you said, man, flip script, you know, he went to decision with Jason. I finished Jason. Um, I think styles make matchups, man. It, it's different. It doesn't matter how I fought Ariaga versus how he fought Ariaga. You know, like, when me and him get in there together on July 10th, um, it's going to be a dog fight, man. You know, we're going to find out.
0: I definitely agree with you there, man. I, I, I know personally, I, you know, my excitement level just keeps growing and growing as I watch the the calendar go, you know, go by. I know you had the opportunity to come to Nashville this last weekend and, and get some, uh, some photos done and, and kind of go in what I like to call the dungeon, you know, the place where we're going to have this event. And, uh, you were pretty amped up, man, when you walked into that, uh, that dungeon, that warehouse, uh, what was it like walking into the building as it sits now, knowing that in just three or four weeks that the next time you walk into that building, it, it's going to be a real deal?
3: Oh, man. Like, well, obviously you've seen me, man. I, I could not be more excited about this venue. Um, it's gritty. Uh, it's tough, man. We're going to get in there. It, it's almost like if we just met out here in the street and started fighting. You know what I mean? It, it's a It's an awesome venue. Um, I encourage everybody to come out and watch this spot, man. This is going to be a hell of a show,
0: you know. And, and it feels good to hear for me to hear you say that, man, because that you know, being a, a large part of putting this show together, um, you know, that's the feel that I'm hoping everybody gets from it. You know, I, I imagine we're going to have some people come and they're going to go, well, you know, what the heck is this? I thought we were going to be in a nice place. What that's not the purpose of this show, you know, Logan. That's not, and I know you felt it when you came in, uh, like you said. The venue is the venue because we wanted it to feel like two guys who just decided to throw down, decided to go meet, you know, in an empty parking lot or an empty parking garage or a warehouse somewhere and just throw down. Uh, And that's the purpose of the underground is to give it that kind of feel. Um, So I'm just as excited. I I was there again today, Logan. Uh, The place is starting to get cleaned up a little more and they're starting to move stuff out to start getting it cleaned up. Uh, And It really started getting real for me torres finney is with you i know they're in chattanooga torres do you got anything you want to ask uh logan before we move forward
4: well one of my main questions for logan is with this fight coming up going against charlie how much in, in your
3: eyes logan do you feel this fight matters to you it means the world man i think that this fight could um it could change everything for either of us you know um Win, lose, or draw, man, I think I think both of us are about to put on a hell of a show for everybody. Um, I will say, man, I think that Charlie's always overlooked me. Um, I'm going into this fight like this is the hardest fight of my life, man. And, uh, you know, I, I just don't feel like he looks at it that way. Um, but uh, July 10th,
1: we're going to find out, man. We're going to find out. Man, I, I, gotta, I gotta intervene here, Jeff. I gotta come in. Well,
0: there's I was gonna throw it now. to you anywhere, Greg. So <laughs> hold dog. your, hold your damn it, horses.
1: <laughs> I thought you were gonna skip me. I thought you were
0: gonna skip me. I was not going I would never skip you, Greg Hopkins. Greg Hopkins right, is you, here with us, another training partner. So we're kind of uh, gogi heavy on this here show. uh So when we have an agogi guest on. Uh, they get all giddy, so I'm going to go ahead and throw it now to Greg Hopkins. Greg, you got anything you want to interject here, or any questions you want to ask Logan about his upcoming fight?
1: Yeah, I just kind of want to reiterate on what Torres Finney was talking about right there. Okay, so you, 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 you're excited for the fight. You know it's going to be a you know just a drag a drag you know it's not going to drag up kind of kind of fight right there. I don't think we see the um I don't even think we see the third round of this fight. You know I think somebody's going down. Uh, with that being said, what Torres is trying to get at, I think, is do you understand the implications? Do you know how big this fight could be for him? This fight could be for you. Does this fight maybe possibly get you to that next level? Does it get you back to that Bellator stage? And what's the difference in fighting in Bellator and right here at the underground, man? I, y'all were talking about that gritty stage. Let's talk about that. What's the difference? And do you understand those implications? Do you feel like this is that fight? 100% I
3: do, man. Uh, you know, it's, it's hard to say. Um, the Bellator stage spoils you for sure. But I'm telling you, man, this venue, the way it's set up, this is like this is the type of fight that I love. Uh, this grittiness, um, kind of dirty, ratty, man. It, it's just a, it reminds me of like when we first started this stuff and, and just we're going to get in there and throw down like like it's nobody's business, man.
0: Well, I gotta ask you too, man, because uh, you know the underground has decided to kind of do things a little different, and, and everybody else puts these nice, you know, pretty belts up, and, and I love them; they look good, man. But I gotta know, how bad do you want to walk out of Nashville with that big fat championship main event Super Bowl ring?
3: Mm-hmm. And I want it pretty bad. I'm gonna put it on our uh, put it on our little shelf here at the gym, man, to, to show the world. When they come in, they'll know.
0: I don't know, bro. I, I might have to go old school high I'd school be around my necklace <laughs> bro, and wear <weird>, <laughs>
3: it
0: around my neck. Uh,
3: yeah,
0: man. It is definitely pretty. It is definitely yeah. pretty. It's like going it yeah. uh, to look good on somebody's mantle. I know that uh, uh, I've seen the setup and the nice little LED box with the uh, the, the fluorescent neon light shining on it. Yeah. Uh, uh, I mean, I'm not gonna lie to you. When it comes in about two weeks before the show, you may catch me walking around the house taking pictures in it, uh, buck naked in the in the shower with it on or something. I don't know, uh, so it might be tainted by the time you get to it, bro. But Logan, like man,
3: OnlyFans.
0: Yeah, that's right. That's right, Logan. Man, we appreciate you so much, man, for taking time out. I know, you know, this is the uh, the thick of training, the meat and potatoes here right before uh, it gets down to crunch time. I mean, we are coming up on, what, three weeks down from the fight. We know you kind of take that last week off. So these these two weeks coming up here are, are brutal uh, in preparation, and we appreciate you taking the time to step away from training and, and talk to us. But uh, I know you've got another goal when you come to Nashville, and that's to bring as many Chattanooga people to music city as possible, man. So I'm going to give you this last second on the mic to uh, talk to your fans, uh, in Chattanooga and tell them why they need to get on fighter ticks.com or swing by the gym and pick up paper tickets from you and come see you compete July 10th in Nashville.
3: And like I said, I'm just here to, uh, put on a show for everybody. Um, this dude was supposed to fight. You know, y'all, y'all know he's supposed to fight Greg Hawkins a couple years back. And I wanted that fight when he called Greg out and, uh, here we are, man. He told me I needed a couple more fights. Well, I've got those fights now, and I'm ready. Um, I'm gonna be in excellent shape. We're gonna get in there. We're gonna get. We're gonna get after it on this one. So y'all buy your tickets through me on the Fighter Ticks link on my Facebook. I try to share it every other day or so. Um, yeah,
0: come on out, man, and support the show. And I'm gonna tell you guys, if you don't have one yet, I, I'm I'm on top of these tickets, and I watch them every day. There's only like two tables left for the show. Um, and all of the GAs are either online on fighter ticks or they are in fighters' hands. There are no more left in my hands uh, here in Nashville. So everything that's out there is out there. So you better get with somebody if you want to get into this event. Logan, sponsors, man. Who's helping you get uh, ready for this fight? Who's taking care of you?
3: Shoot, man. We're still gathering them up, but I'll name a few. We got um, three-notch CrossFit over here in Ringgold, ran by Derek Murdoch. Um <laughs> He's been kind of helping me with some weightlifting and stuff. And uh, we've got uh, uh, our our gym has these agogi Eats meals that we do. Uh, been eating those. And uh, also 423 Detail. Like uh, I said, we're still gathering them up, man. They always seem to come in about the last three weeks or so. But uh,
0: we'll get them on there. All right, guys. Hey, once again, this was Logan Neal, one half of your main event for July 10th, Valor Underground. Thank you again, Logan.
2: Yes, sir. Thank you. All right, that was Logan Neal talking about his upcoming fight July 10th in Nashville at Valor Underground. There was a lot of fights this weekend, guys. We had Bellator, PFL. The main event in Bellator was Douglas Lima losing his title via unanimous decision, um, four or five rounds to none. um, To Yurisov, Amosov out-wrestled, just kind of dominated in that fight. Uh, Just kind of get your guys' take on that. Uh, What did you think about that, Jeff?
0: And you just don't see Lima handled like that, uh, you know, very often. I can't even really honestly remember the last time, uh, you know, we've seen him completely dominated like that. You know, it's almost he's been there for so long and he's been such a, uh, you know, uh, an anchor for that organization. But, uh, you know, after watching uh, a performance uh, like that, um, you know, it's got to kind of make it kind of makes me wonder, you know, are we kind of seeing, uh, the end of the Lima run, I, you know. I'm sure he'll be back. I'm sure he'll put himself back in the mix, but uh, kind of just showed me that maybe it's a uh, it's time for that changing of the guard uh, in the uh, that weight division uh, in Bellator, man. It's time for maybe some young blood to come in, and it, it, we might have hit that now.
4: Torres, um, yeah, I, you know, I, did, I saw some of the highlights from that matchup, and um, yeah, uh, he's Where'd one of those he, type of guys, you know. You know, after beating a guy like Lima. Being twenty six and zero, you know, three fights away from coming on Habib's record, um, I know a lot of people already is trying to compare him and Habib already, but you know, two different, you know, two different uh, levels in my opinion. But I mean, hey, he's right there on the pinnacle, being you know one of the greatest in the sport as he is already, and uh, beating Douglas Lima is, is top is top tier. So I'm excited to see what he brings. Uh, uh, what his future is now with Bellator and uh, his fighting future. Will he ever even go to the UFC? So that'll be exciting to uh see.
2: Greg.
1: Yeah, you don't get to, you don't see Lima handled that much that often, but you also ain't fighting, you know, a badass wrestler like that really. But I mean I mean I just for everything everybody already said. I didn't really get to watch the whole Bellator slot. I got to see like Nick Nick Noel a little bit. I got to see a very, very It was a it was a drunken night for me. I enjoyed it. <clears throat> did make money on PFL, though and Bellator. I did make money off of it, but other than that it was kind of a blur for me that night.
2: Yeah, it was wild. The co main event was Jason Jackson and Paul Daly, a possible title eliminator. There's also MVP out there, but uh Amosov showed that he's not gonna be easy to to take out. So uh whoever's next is gonna have their hands full for sure. Also Thursday night was PFL. They were moving on with their lightweight and featherweight tournament. Uh Bubba Jenkins, Brandon Lock move on in the featherweight tournament. Um Good fights all around the main event was Clarissa Shields making her MMA debut obviously multiple multiple time world champion boxer She's you know boss one time ever in her life uh, in boxing and decided to come over and uh, fights a girl who was I think three and six definitely had a lot of more experience but um, wasn't wasn't a top-notch competitor uh, but she gave Clarissa Shields everything she wanted out wrestled her dominated her all throughout the fight um to the very end clarissa was mounted multiple times uh showed tons of adversity and you know being able to fight through that some people would just panic in that spot and um you know she didn't do that she she kept her wits about her and finally uh got on top and and won via tko by ground and pound greg were you able to see that one
1: yeah i saw that one uh, man dude this is the uh this is the main event in pfl right
2: yeah
1: yeah dude uh Oh, uh, Clarissa, boxer girl, boxer girl. <laughs> boxer girl.
2: Right?
1: I mean, Golden. I mean, like she had everything—like three, three Olympic medals or two Olympic medals. Does that not girl walk out there with all that shit? She was like a minus four fifty favorite, wasn't she?
2: Oh uh, yeah, at least.
1: Yeah, uh, I, she just took the boxing. To be honest with you, man. And then the girl, she was fighting. Damn, girl had a what—a brown belt or a purple belt and jiu-jitsu and. I don't know, man. I think that was some bullshit, dude. Like, I mean, I bet on girl to win by TKO, but God Clarissa to win by TKO at minus 145. And damn, if I wasn't jumping up out of my chair in that third round. But shit, I wrote that thing off in the first round when she got taken down. Like, man, I mean, MMA is just another is another animal, dude. If you can't, I mean, I am, but, but I mean, I don't know, man. I don't know. I, I thought
2: no. it was just some bullshit, to be honest no doubt a lesser competitor would have quit their first first fight being dominated like that sure. by a brown belt oh yeah you know but Clarissa shields has a different type of pedigree behind her with the olympic uh level boxing and you know she's sold into this and and gonna give it everything she's got i think it's commendable that she's yeah. fighting you know not also mm-hmm. not fighting a mm-hmm. debut you know she's fighting somebody who has been yeah. around a little while uh what'd you but think I Jeff? I
0: yeah i mean Shields got herself into some bad positions early on in that fight. And, you know, it, it kind of for a split second there, it was just reminding you of things that, you know, we've seen here before, which I'm not by any means trying to, you know, uh, compare uh, like Heather Hardy's boxing pedigree to Clarissa Shields. But, you know, that same thing where you have, a you know, a, a, a female boxer come in who, you know, we've, you know, all you know, expect her stand up to be great and, and, and knock their opponents out. And then, you know, like Hardy found, uh, you find yourself on your ground with someone who knows what they're doing. Um, you know, the, the hype train ends pretty dang quickly. So when Clarissa got herself in the, in those positions in the first round, um, you just thought, okay, here we go again, you know, a lot of hype coming up. Uh, and and this is a whole different animal, like Greg said. And now you find yourself on the ground and find yourself mounted, uh, of all positions and to watch her. I mean, that's just absolute true grit right there, man. That is something you don't teach somebody, uh, just that will to survive that will to win. Uh, so while I was watching more with, uh, I, I wasn't watching necessarily with interest as much as I was probably watching with those same type of eyes that I watch, uh, Jake Paul fight, you know, uh, just more for the, um, uh, event itself and and just to say that I watched it uh, I bought in man and I, I found myself intrigued and, and kind of pulling forward there towards the end and uh, walking away feeling a little different about her than I did going into it and you know I'm definitely interested and I want to see where she goes next I'm just more interested in kind of see how they handle her you know, like you guys already said they didn't just throw in some uh, regional person coming in as a debut I mean they gave her somebody had you know some uh, you know some spunk in her and and uh you know nine uh what nine professional fights up to that point you know she's she's long in the tooth and she was a uh, gritty and uh, a salty vet you know for all intent and purposes man so I, i'm interested to see what they have you know next for um you know I, I, you know just to say just interested in, in which angle they go do they try to find her more of that stand up personnel the second time around and let her show that off uh a little more. But I'm telling you, you guys have to watch those punches she throws. Those are some crisp, strong uh and those punches would knock out every one of us probably on this panel <laughs> would they had they hey
1: connect.
0: I mean she can throw Hey,
1: hey Jeff. Let me I, I'm not trying I don't I hate to interrupt you but like you, would you would you say that, hey, maybe she needs to back off the trash talking a little bit because it isn't boxing? I mean, yeah, she's like, no doubt about it, dude. Like, she's crisp as fuck when she's throwing. I know that. But, like, do you think her mouth might rather check her ass can't cash one day?
0: Well, I mean, it's definitely going to – I mean, we see in the sport, it's definitely going to get you uh, more sure, fights. Sure. It's definitely going to get you a bigger payday. But uh, with the big mouth comes the big fall when it finally happens. And you're <laughs> going to put yourself in a position where uh, – You know, you become someone that people are watching as a a quote unquote fan favorite and are interested in to becoming that person that they're watching just to see you lose. Uh, And, you know, we've seen it happen to everybody. Daniel Cormier was a fan favorite at first. Then he becomes, you know, someone that everybody um, loves to hate. John Jones, same thing. I mean, when John, you know, started out, everybody's a John Jones fan. Then the shtick starts to wear on you and you're like, okay, I'm ready to see somebody shut him up. Uh, So, I mean, she's, you know, I think it's early to be talking like that. Um, And you're definitely going to open the doors. You know, quite a few people who probably didn't have interest in fighting her will now have interest in fighting her because they want to be the one that kind of shut that up.
2: Torres, what do you think?
0: Well, from what
4: I saw from watching that fight, uh, I was a little bit uh, disappointed in Elkins. Um, You know. I'm, I'm not against boxers transitioning over to MMA. No, I'm not. I, I like I like for all mixed martial artists to try other sports if they want to. If they if That's their desire. They should be able to do it. Now, Carissa Shields got a game opponent. Knew they was, she was going to take it to the ground. I felt... Now, this is just me. I know that you have your certain organizations plan to do this and do that. But I felt Elkins had that armbar in so tight. Now, Carissa Shields did move a certain way. And yes, she was uh she 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 escaped. She did, she came out on top. But man, the more I watch that video, it's hard for me not <laughs> to believe. It. Elkins just let that go. I'm sorry. I'm so sorry, man. Like if if anybody has watched that video of Elkins getting that arm, she's a brown belt in jujitsu. That armor, under about tight.
2: Yeah. She's a brown belt under Lobato, not like just a regular brown belt.
4: That's what I'm saying. You telling me she let that Carissa Shields with her experience only been training for what a year? Heck, not even a full year. She was able to get out of that arm bar. Come on, Torres.
0: Are are you claiming shenanigans here? Are you claiming shenanigans? I am am.
4: claiming a bunch of (laughs) foolishness. That's what I'm claiming. I do Uh, not. I'm being honest. I do not believe. I, I, it's hard. I'm sorry. I just do not believe uh, Elkins. Uh, I mean, Carissa, Shield actually escape that submission. I think Elkins let it go. She uh-huh. was in the mouth. Had that. I'm sorry, man. It's hard. I, the more I watch the video, it's like it, the more it convinces me. I understand Elkins is three and six. I'm not saying I mean, bro, somebody did some paying somewhere. You know, some money.
0: So let's uh, scratch PFL off of uh, future spots for Torres (laughs) (laughs) feed. Let's go ahead and mark that off the list of uh, possible homes for the the Punisher.
2: (laughs) All right, guys. So next up, that brings us to uh, the main attraction of the weekend UFC 263. Uh, I'll start with the prelims. Um, Just run through all those, and then we'll go to everybody for their take on the prelims as a whole. Not a ton on there. Uh, Carlos Felipe wins a decision over Jake Collier. Mariby Zam wins a decision over Luigi Venturami. Chase Hooper loses to Steven Peterson in a decision. Uh, It's his second loss in a row. One fun one was Terrence McKinney uh, taking a a late replacement. Um, stepping in as a re- late replacement to fight Matt Favola comes in, seven second knockout um, for a big upset there. Pinay Kna- K- Kinzad uh, wins a decision over Alexis Davis. Um, Mozvar Evluev wins a decision over Hakeem Dawadu. Lauren Murphy, decision over Joanne Calderwood. Eric Anders, decision over Darren Stewart. And Drew Dober gets beat by a decision from by Ra- Brad Riddell in another uh, upset. In that one, very decision heavy. Um, a couple of them that were maybe questionable. Um, what did you think on that one, Torres, or on this round of fights?
4: Um, on the on the prelims, I thought it was really interesting. It was really um, funny to see that there was only you know one. Was there only one finish on the prelims? I believe it was only I think McKinney, so. right? yep. Yeah, yeah, McKinney was the only finish. You know, um, you know, when you had that crowd, you would think you know something a little bit more excitement would happen. Um, I, but there was exciting fights, no doubt. Uh, Drew Dover and Riddell. I mean, my goodness, already a Fighter of the Year candidate. Uh, what an amazing fight. I mean, it felt like Dover got a freaking branded chin. I mean, this man was getting hit with shots and was still standing and throwing. Um, that was a fun fight to watch, but yeah, seeing McKinney, I will say I was uh, really disappointed to see that. Uh, I was excited for this fight, but man, he jumped on the cage, he jumped down. <laughs> and, uh, they, I think did he tears ACL. What
2: happened? I didn't see. I didn't see what the final result was, but I saw him go down for it, and that's that's definitely what it looked like.
4: Yeah, so he hurt his knee really bad, man. But man, for him to accept that fight on what a week and a half notice, two weeks notice,
2: come yeah, week. in.
4: A week notice, straight down the pipe, one, two, bang, bang, seven second knockout. Look, he just probably got himself a, a contract after he gets healthy. But man, I'm excited for McKinney. But yes, the prelims, uh, there was some good fights on there here and there. Um, but overall, uh, I think it was a little bit under underwhelming besides the Drew Dover and the McKinney fight. So.
1: Greg, did you catch any of these? I caught the um yeah, I caught the the tail end of the uh, losing everything you've won on PFL and Bell Tour that evening. I had, a, I had a pretty good bit riding on Matt Favola, and then I what a seven second knock. I just crack, crack, and then he hit the ground. Um, let's see. Yeah, I didn't really, I didn't really have any other action other than that. I had, uh, I was on Jake Collier instead of Felipe down there, and uh, yeah, I didn't have. I uh, I played a little bit of Stephen Peterson, man. I mean, but Chase Hooper is just. Um, you know he's he's still young in the game. He's 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 tiny for the weight class, and he needs to bulk up, man. Uh, he's, he needs to start training a little differently. He can't just rely on just his ground game and hoping hoping it. Get, I don't know, man. I just think Chase Hooper. Well, he's on a two two loss skid now, and uh, I mean he was a big prodigy coming in. Everybody had had a lot of a whole lot on him. You know, I mean, I mean There's just still two losses. He can come back and win, but I mean you got to look at his future after a loss to Steven Peterson like that.
2: Possible title eliminator with Lauren Murphy and Joanne Calderwood that I thought was a maybe a questionable decision. What did you think about that, Jeff?
0: Yeah, that was, uh, you know, that fight in particular was the one that, uh, you know, we were all um, uh, at a show Saturday night. So we were trying to watch this while we were at the show we were at. And, and this was the one where I had to kind of take that double take and go, what? You know, um, I fully expected Calderwood to walk away with this. Um, you know, this fight and a f- possible future uh, title fight. So, you know, the, the Murphy Calderwood was definitely one that, you know, made me take a double take uh, when I saw the results on that one, a little surprising for me, but uh, you know, Murphy's an OG too, man. And I mean, she comes from a great gym out at the MMA lab. Um, so, I mean, it's not surprising if you really think about it, but just You know, we just always had that feeling here lately that Collarwood was just one step away, one step away. And I thought that this one was going to be the one that gets her over the hump. Um, Yeah, the McKinney fight, uh, that was crazy. Um, You know, all jokes aside, it's not – I'm telling you, it's not going to be long before athletic commissions really start coming down. You guys know Greg as a fighter, Torres – You know, when when we have our pre-fight rules meeting and the the athletic commission tells you not to jump up on top of the cage and everyone just kind of takes it with a grain of salt and they still do it anyway. Uh, It's it's things like this that I could I'm not going to be surprised if we really start seeing that enforced and in some sort of sanctions, suspensions or fines, uh, you know, coming from that. Because how many times have we seen somebody jump off the cage? and blow something out, twist something, try to do a backflip and, and miss and fall back down. Um, it's just not going to be surprising to me if, if we don't see something uh, enforced here uh, soon with that. But I think uh, besides McKinney's win, I mean, the crown jewel of the uh, prelim card was that Rodell Dober fight. Obviously it was uh, rewarded with fight of the night honors and, and fat checks and it, it deserved every dime that they got for that one. So, uh, it was uh it was definitely the um you know the most exciting thing uh rather than that seven seconds of mcKinney but the, the most exciting fight on the card um even though it went to a decision it was one of those like you just wished like could we have another round let's do two more let's make this a five rounder I mean hell they're making every other fight now you can be the the uh the fight before the co-main event and still be a, a five rounder if you wanted to so some of these I'd like to see for five rounds
2: you're nate diaz you do what the fuck you want all right for this main portion we'll go uh one by one we've still got some time so we'll go to everybody on each one uh to get started light light heavyweight paul craig finishes in a minute and nine, 59 seconds with an armbar over jamal hill uh looked like it may be may have been broken or dislocated it sounds like it wasn't uh damaged uh this is kind of what i was afraid was going to happen with, with for jamal hill you know paul craig is is just nasty on the ground. Jamal Hill is a very confident young guy. He pushes forward. Um I I kind of had had a feeling that Paul Craig would use that to his advantage. And Paul Craig's not worried about going down. You know, if the momentum's going that way, he'll pull you on top of him and um he snatched that arm up it looked uh vicious, Torres.
4: Yeah, um I've seen that and um uh, uh even Dana White spoke about it in the uh,
3: uh press conference about
4: you know, the the, the refereeing on that part. Uh, I will say he wasn't in the best position to see. Um you know, that um uh, Jamal Hill's arm was dislocated. But I mean when Paul Craig, I mean credits to Paul Craig, I mean he snatched it up so fast and man, he extended that arm. And I thought I saw it in the replay. Jamal Hill actually tapped before him. He, he did. tapped. He yeah. yeah, when he tapped, the referee didn't see it, so you know, his arm was already dislocated. So I don't know if he was still feeling pain. It was like, well, it's already dislocated. Can't go no further. And Craig would just started beating his head in. And you saw instances where Jamal was trying to punch back, but he was locked in so tight, it didn't mean anything. And the referee, you know, saw it late. I'm like, man, I mean, good thing, you know, Jamal Hill didn't take any, you know, any worse damage. But man, the guy arm was already dislocated. And he had already tapped. You missed that. He's sitting there getting his head beat in while he's going <laughs> dislocated. So, you know, it wasn't the best, best referee position, uh, referee, uh, referee in that fight, uh, for that case. But overall, really good by Paul Craig. And, uh, we also saw he got his black belt.
2: So kudos to him. That was a tough one to watch. I had a family reunion at my house. And so at 10 o'clock, I shut down, you know, took over the TV. So everybody kind of had to watch and, They didn't know, they didn't know what to think, but, uh, what'd you think there, Jeff?
0: I mean, in that fight in particular, I mean, you're right. The, you know, the referee may have been out of position, but I mean, that is his job is to be in position. Um, yeah, it was, I mean, it was cringeworthy. It, um. Uh, there was a lot of bad blood going into that that fight too, though. There was a lot of trash talk and a lot of animosity going into that fight, so you kind of had the feeling, given the chance, somebody was going to hurt somebody, but you just never expect it to be like that. Um, uh, I, I didn't necessarily see the tap uh, that you're referring to, but I, you know, I haven't watched a lot of replays or or snippets from the fight. I just kind of, you know, watching it, you know, uh, real time, didn't catch that part of it, but. I, you know, we've seen them before, guys, those ones where you just got to turn your head and you're like, OK, stop, stop doing replace. I don't I don't want to see it anymore. Um, but he will he will young, man. Eight and one. He's young in his career or eight and two now, I guess, maybe. Um, and, I mean, he'll bounce back. I mean, the good thing is, like you guys said, if it was a clean break, that's going to be better for him. As long as there's no ligament damage or anything like that. So hopefully he comes back. Uh, but the bear Jew, man, he's he's filthy. He's filthy, man. I like him. Um but it was a it was a it was a tough one to watch.
1: Greg, uh, yeah, what they said. Um, I had everything, at all, every single thing I had, every parlay I had had Jamal Hill, had him all over it. Um, and then when Paul Craig did that, I, 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 instantly hated Jamal Hill. I, I was like, dude, I'm talking like, and if he would have won, also, also I'll second what Jeff said on Calderwood, I, I thought Calderwood had that one straight up and i had her also mixed in with other parlays but heel is really the one that screwed me bad so and i mean paul craig was a pretty decent pretty decent underdog on there he just absolutely i mean i don't know what you would have got taking paul craig via, via tko round one it had to have been plus plus 700 800 non or maybe even a thousand or something i don't know it had to have been something good but um yeah that, that was that was pretty ugly though um
2: but Jamal Hill got what he deserved. Um, he shouldn't have lost all my money for me. Next up, we had Walter Waits, the legend, Damian Maya taking on Bilal Muhammad. Um, Bilal, you know, Bilal's takedown defense is incredible. I think that it's for him to to go in there and, and shut Damian down, the single leg, I mean, he defended every single leg Damian came after him with. Um, it was an impressive showing. It was a big win for Bilal. Something that he needed definitely to move him up in the rankings, you know. After fighting Leon and um, the first round, didn't look good for him. Uh, then the disqualification came in the second, or the no contest. Uh, so, that, you know, this is a big one that he's he's been asking for Damian Meyer for a while. Finally, gets what he what he wanted and uh, wins the decision. What did you think on that one, Greg?
1: I actually, this is whenever I think my phone got its virus because I was watching it illegally. And uh, couldn't watch it anymore. But um, if I had to venture a guess, I was willing to bet that Damian Maya shot uh, repetitively and kept shooting and kept shooting and kept shooting and kept shooting. Probably. I didn't. I really haven't seen this fight. But I'm willing to bet that that's what he did. And Bilal just uh, stuffed him, stuffed him, hit him, stuffed him. And that was kind of the gist of it. Uh, yep. it I, but I'm more interested in uh, Damian Maya talking about wanting to fight Nate Diaz uh, more than I am Bilal winning the fight. Uh, cause I think that that fight right there would kind of be more of a little, uh, more of a banger right there than it would be any, I don't know, man, dude, they probably haven't going to the ground and, uh, I'm, I'd like to see, I think Damon May wins that fight though. I don't know. Uh, yeah. but, I mean, good job for Muhammad. Good job to Muhammad, man. Let's see where he goes from here. I mean, is he, is, was that title worthy contention of winning by winning that fight? I don't, I don't know if it was, but yeah, he needed that, uh, to move up in the rankings. I agree, but I mean, think about it. Damian May. I mean, how many fights has he had? And like here recently, how many has he lost in a row? Now he's got. I'm gonna pull it up and look at her because I was just talking about it.
2: The thing is, they're almost he's, all uh, champ. This is the only one that's not a former champion. True, and we got. I mean, Ben Askren.
1: He, you know, Rocco Martin. He had three, so two, two. So he's won three out of his last eight, which is good. And he's got a win over Mossball. Cause I mean, yeah, you're absolutely right, but. Level and then you're talking about an actual 170 pounder, too, versus Nate Diaz. He's gonna, I think, he wins that fight. And uh, but you know, still, I want to see where Bilal Muhammad goes here, too. Torres, yeah, uh,
4: watching that fight, um, I do remember uh, Bilal Muhammad stuff, uh, 20 take that out of 20 takedowns, the tip only one was landed by Maya. Mm. Um, that's a lot of uh, takedown defense. Um, his back was on the cage for the majority of the fight, just sitting there defending takedowns. Wasn't a glamorous fight. But overall, it was a good, uh, good fight for Blame Muhammad to win. And uh not the prettiest fight for Damian Maya, especially with him being on on his way out the door. Um, hopefully he can get that fight against uh Nate Diaz. Um, I think that would be something you know, big time on a pay-per-view. Uh that could be at the end of the year type pay-per-view type fight. Um, I would be interested to watch it. I'll be interested to watch it because I would like to see these two jiu-jitsu guys go at it. Um, um, but I think that would be a good last UFC fight for Maya, and you know, with Nate Diaz, that could be a win for him, um, especially depending on what happened with this Connor and Poirier fight. So um, there's a lot of lot of key matchups for Diaz, but mainly for Maya, I think that's the best matchup. He wants Diaz. That'll be his last fight going out. But Bellem Muhammad. Um, he probably got to fight a few. I mean, he got to fight a few more. I know, I know Vicente Luque, who I, they just announced him fighting. Who's he fighting? They just announced it. Um, uh, I, Paul Costa. No, not no, Paul. Uh, the they just an, Vicente Luque. They just announced who he was fighting. I was oh. thinking of, that's a oh, matchup no. for Muhammad at 170, but. um uh, he he needs another matchup. You know, he probably got to win two 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 more to be in that title contention. Um, but that what the but beating Maya wasn't the one for him to, uh for him to be put
2: up there with the others. So, uh,
4: he, he got to get a few more wins on his belt. But Muhammad, he got to keep
2: keep working. He'll be on, he'll be on the rankings then. Yeah, this one just breaks him into the top 10. So I think he's still, you know, the conversations still a little ways away to be had for that. The, um Vicente Luque would be a rematch Vicente is I think the last person to beat Bilal. what do you think here Jeff?
0: Uh, yeah I mean I agree Damian Maya is not the gatekeeper to a title shot uh, uh, he's he, he's great um, he's he's gonna have his place in in UFC history but I mean he's been on the downslide for a while now um, so I don't think he is the the route or the uh you know to a to a title shot but but is looking good and I don't Listen, obviously, from our picks panel, you can tell uh, I don't pick uh, winners too often. Um, but I definitely—that this is how I saw this fight. I mean, I really knew and felt in my heart, Belil was winning this fight, and, and that that was exactly how he was going to win it. Um, I mean, he's tough and he's got his place right, in in the division. But uh, he's not—you've got to be a fan favorite too, man. You've got to—you've got to move the needle, as they say. And I don't know that Belil moves the needle yet. He's got to find. His, his moment, his shining moment, uh, his signature win, his, you know, to, to get there. So I think he's definitely a few fights away, a couple fights away, maybe. You know, Maya, respect the guy, you know, for what he's done. I think the call out of Diaz um, was a little cheap. Um, does he deserve it? Yeah, he deserves to get whatever he wants. Uh, but I think his motives were more so not because this is really what he wanted. Um, but because he wants to fight that last fight on his contract, we all know the UFC has no qualms about cutting you early or not letting you finish out a contract. If they don't, you know, if they don't want to give it to you, they're not going to. So I think a lot of that had to do with, uh, Maya wanting to fight out his contract and he knew by dropping that Diaz name, uh, it would definitely help his cause because everybody wants to see, uh, you know, Nate Diaz fight. So, um, while it was kind of a cheap call out, it was a smart call out. Um, but I don't know that, I mean, unless Nate Diaz is just, you know, so respectful of Damian Maya that he wants to give it to him. I don't know that Nate Diaz gains anything or wants anything by that fight. Um, Nate has this uncanny ability of being able to talk himself into fights that he probably shouldn't be in, positions he shouldn't be in, title shots or title contenders when he just comes out of nowhere and hasn't fought in years, Um, So I don't think that Maya's definitely on the trajectory that Diaz either is on or sees himself on uh, in his own mind. So, you know, I don't I don't know how easy it'll be to put that fight together. But again, two great uh, grapplers and jujitsu guys, which means more than likely we're going to stand there and bang the whole fight, um, which I don't necessarily think that that benefits Maya to do that. So uh, I don't know, guys, Um, a great win for Balil, but I just I don't know if that excitement would be there, even if they announce a Diaz-Maya fight for me.
2: Yeah, I agree with you on that. I, however, think that I would be excited if they announced Damian Maya and Nick Diaz in Nick Diaz's return. Oh, like absolutely. yeah, I like, I like that fight that. much, much better. Yep. Um, that, that, that'd be a lot more fun. Uh, next up in the co-main event, or, well, the people's main event, I guess, is it was the feature bout, but the people's main event, Leon Edwards versus Nate Diaz. Leon Edwards wins by decision. The first four and three-quarters rounds were basically kind of what you expected. You know, Leon technically on the feet is just a lot more sound than Nate Diaz is. Nate's tough, durable. He's going to keep pushing, keep grinding, and keep coming the whole time. Um, You know, Leon looked good, I thought, through the first four and a half rounds. And then there at the end, Nate tags him with a nice one-two and uh, just points at him instead of jumping on him like a like a dog, you know, I don't know. That kind of frustrated me. Um I feel like Nate could have won that fight. I, I think Leon was on his way out. Um you know, Nate I think if if Nate would have even taken the the Conor McGregor approach and and at that point getting Leon to the ground and and choke him out, Nate could have won that fight. Um so I think that was tough for uh tough for Leon there in the end. I, I don't think that's the type of fight you want to to have if you're bidding for a title shot against Kamara Usman, um, I don't I don't think that looks great. Obviously, Kamara hits way harder than Nick, Nate Diaz does, so um, we'll see what happens there, Torres.
4: Yeah, um, I agree with you on this one, uh, Justin. Uh, Nate Diaz, and it was funny when, uh you know uh, Jeff, uh, Jeff just said, "It's so funny." Leon Edwards just won four straight rounds. Well, some people think Nate Diaz probably got the second slightly, but I don't know what people are looking at, but to me, it felt like Leon Edwards won four straight rounds. Uh, he won four straight rounds, was winning the majority of the fifth. And in the final 40 seconds, Nate Diaz lands one of the most perfect combinations, a slap, cross, left. <laughs> and he lands that shot and not People don't understand Nate Diaz landing that shot not only did it just like give him an opportunity to win that fight but that stopped him from being the main event on uh, UFC Fight Night to being having another super fight on a big time card. That shot just gave him like more juice and more energy because of his name. Jeff is right. Nate Diaz talks himself into so many fights that he probably don't deserve. But Nate Diaz you know doing stuff like that at the end of the fights he gonna be Easy to give him another five round fight, but yeah, you'll get a five round fight against Connor if you want. Yeah, you'll get a five round fight against Damian Mayan. you know, because of, you know what he brings. And him landing that shot at the end, it gave him an opportunity, like, oh man, I just bought myself another big time money fight. And against Leon, I could, I think, I think it would have been even bigger if he would have went for the finish. Uh, I, I, I think Nate Diaz could have actually got the finish as well. But um, I look at it this way, Leon Edwards. Uh, he's good. He, he's more of a decision type guy. I said that on, even on my show. Uh, Leon was a big time decision guy, and I just, I just don't see him beating a Masvidal. at all. Uh, I don't see him beating uh, Usman or Co- Covington. I, I just don't see it happening. Um, the, the, to me, the best, the best chance that anybody got against Usman, in my opinion. I think Stephen Wonderboy Thompson, I think he might have, if he can beat Gilbert Burns in July, um, I think he has one of the best chances. But besides that, um, I, I don't really see anybody competing against Usman. So, you know, Leon Edwards, you know, he just didn't look as good to me as I thought. But he, he looked really good against ADS, but not enough to beat Usman.
0: Jeff? Yeah. Uh, I mean, <clears throat> for me, what I take away from this fight is is, again, it's just kind of sad to me that Leon Edwards – Uh, Wins four and a half rounds in dominating fashion and no one is talking about him after the fight, you know, (laughs) Um, and it's got to suck. And it's, you know, one of those things I I don't know if, you know, I wonder if he kind of looks back and goes, you know, that that type of fights, not for me. Um, If this guy can can win 30 seconds of a fight and that's all everybody's talking about, then maybe there's something I got to do different. Um, He deserves the praise after that fight. He completely, what we all said on the show a week ago, you know, when we did the preview for this card and every one of us said, Leon Edwards is going to manhandle him. And he did for four and a half rounds. Um, but there's something wrong, man. There's something wrong with, I don't know, your character, your personality, what you're doing. If 30 seconds of a fight and no one's talking about you afterwards. And this was a big win for him. It was, it was a marquee name for him, um, And he's getting absolutely zero love, you know, now that it's over. So, you know, that part's sad for me. You know, Diaz, I think it was just, you know, yeah, he should have, you know, jumped on the opportunity. But I think he was more surprised, you know, than anybody uh, that it connected. And I think that it had him, you know, stumbled and wobbled the way that it did. And, you know, that's just Nate Diaz. That was his way of just pointing at him, just going, you know, trying to make the fans think and everybody home. And this is what makes him a great uh, spectacle and, and fan favorite is he just gave him that point like, I could have been doing that to you the whole time. You know, see I knew I can get you. Uh, <laughs> you know, or like he told people, you know, had this been a street fight, I won. You know, if this had been yeah. in the streets, I was the winner. Um, you know, so it makes all good. This is why we watch Nate Diaz fight. And this is why we were all excited. It's why we all picked Leon Edwards, but said, shit, but I'm watching. I can't wait because you just knew Nate Diaz is going to somehow some way turn this into a show, and he did.
2: In real life, that fight's a wrap. He was sleepwalking. What do you think, Greg? Uh, again, my
1: cracked screen gave me a <laughs> virus and my phone wasn't working. So I missed nah. everything except for the main event. I happened to get that on my girlfriend's phone while we were there.
0: Uh, cracked streams fun. Gave, uh, gave Greg's phone the hurt. It
1: did, man. It gave me that V. But, uh, I mean, like we said, we did shit last week. I just didn't see a way – for Nate Diaz to win this fight, I just didn't see any way, shape, or form him winning the spot. I didn't think he had a chance anywhere. Uh, this is one that I don't know why the fans wanted to see. I didn't want to see it. Uh, like you guys said about Damian Mine, I mean, I don't necessarily want to see it, but I do want to see it uh, just because I like watching Nate Diaz. Uh, and I agree wholeheartedly with Jeff. Leon Edwards is right. <laughs> I mean, like the reason Nate Diaz is fighting him is because nobody really wants to fight Leon Edwards. I mean, Leon, Leon Edwards, Edwards was wanting to fight old uh, Kamzat right there. Kazma, how he said his name over there. He was willing to fight him, you know, and, like, nobody else really wants to fight Leon, you know, at 170 right now. So, Nate Diaz stood up and wanted to fight him. Uh, I just, uh, uh, yeah, I think he just heard a little bit more praise in that last 40 seconds, you know, I got to see Nate Diaz, you know, point at him and laugh for getting his one shot and "Oh oh, I got you. <laughs> you know, um, cool, man. It's funny, it's entertaining. He is a spectacle, uh, and, that, and that's all he is. You know, uh, he's not a one seventy pounder, but he can't make one fifty five. So, he, like you said, Phoenix he stays relevant by talking his way into fights, and as long as he's making uh,
2: making the UFC money, he'll stay around. All right, next up, the co-main event, uh, pretty big upset, I guess. Brandon Moreno submits Davison Figueiredo two minutes and twenty six seconds into the first round. Or into the third round, I'm sorry, by rear naked choke. Um, You know, this fight looked a lot different than the first fight did. Uh, I think Brandon Moreno won the first two rounds, uh, then gets in there and and chokes him out and makes it definitive. You know, I think this kid's the potential to to raise this division around this kid is is pretty high. You know, he's going to have a country on his back, the first Mexican born champion in the UFC. You know, years ago, this guy came into the Ultimate Fighter was the lowest seed on on the ultimate fighter 16th seed loses a couple times gets cut from the ufc goes to lfa wins some fights gets another opportunity and now he's the first mexican-born world champion in ufc history um taking out a guy who was you know the scariest guy in the division davison figueredo you know a lot of people looked at as as somebody who was probably going to rule here as long as he could make the make the weight class um i thought it was classy of davison after the fight. Uh, you know, picking up Brandon Moreno and just showing him that respect. Brandon Moreno is a good dude and a good dad. And I think that, um, you know, that was just like a, a mutual respect thing that I didn't didn't really expect to see from Davison Figueredo. But um, I thought that was cool. I would love to see a third fight between these guys. There's not a ton going on in that division anyway. Um, I guess Pantasia would probably be next in line if there was a next in line. Um, you know, Cody had talked about coming down and fighting there, but... Coming off a loss, that's not going to happen. Um, so I don't know. What What do you think uh, is next for Moreno, Jeff?
0: You say coming off a loss, Cody's going to be coming off a loss. Yeah, <laughs> you, you foresee in the future there. Mm-hmm. and this was a. This was just one of those feel-good fights, man. You didn't have to be rooting for anybody or rooting against anybody. Uh, when you see a guy go through what he went through at the end and the emotion and how it took that, you know, a few seconds to really sink in, and then when it does sink in, just to collapse um, with emotion, man. And and uh, <clears throat> Figueredo, you know, immediately after you know tapping to the submission, being the first one to get to Moreno to um, congratulate him, uh man the videos uh have you guys seen the videos of um the uh, where they had the camera on in marino's gym of everybody watching which mind you that looked like an illegal stream but i'm not going to tell anybody um but i mean just watching you know the the students and the teammates and the clientele from his gym all there and you know going crazy man that's those are the moments that this whole sport's about and and you know marino does everything right um I hope he doesn't. I hope he's not so squeaky clean that uh, clean that the crowd turns on him at some point. Because this kid's a, a definite feel good story, man. I'm like you though. Know, there's not. There's not too much going on in that division unless uh, Cahuoto decides one day he wants to come back. Um, so I don't think a third fight would be uh, out of the realm of, of possibilities. I don't. I definitely don't think you run it back. You know, immediately. Um, so. Um, but I but I do think that it's got to happen. Um, um, but it's a great fight, man. It's a, it a feel good moment. I loved it. Uh, it it made the uh, made the whole show show worth watching.
2: Yeah, I love uh, Cejudo Moreno. What do you think about this one, Torres? Um, yes, and
4: man, that is a great matchup. I never thought about a and <laughs> Moreno. Man, that would be really interesting to watch. But um, uh, Moreno, uh, big time, man, big time win. I was, the one thing I saw from Figgy. Um, in this fight was really different. Um, uh, because Figgy, in a lot of his fights, you know, against these other 125ers, this man just walks them down like sometimes he walks them down with his hands down because he's so confident and like he's gonna drop these guys, just run over them. But man, after that first fight against Moreno, you know, a lot of things change. And he did not fight that first fight the same way he fought that second fight, he changed up a whole bunch. And there was time why he was like, he was really cautious of certain strikes he would throw because moreno was tagging him in that first fight and um uh, you know moreno took advantage of the opportunity there was a time in the first fight moreno almost submitted him in uh that first matchup uh so i was really excited and moreno got the finish in the third round man that was exciting to watch G- great fight as well uh big time he's, he's gonna be a star man i mean there's a lot of big time fights for him coming up as well but he's gonna be a star i don't know if you run that back instantly Uh, People was like, you know, Figgy would have won the first matchup if it wasn't for the point taken away. Yes, you make a good point, but in all technicality, it was a draw. And uh, Moreno won the second one. So I don't know if you run that one back. There's been talks already. Figgy wants to go up to 135. That'll be some interesting matchups up there for him. So I'll be excited uh, to see
2: uh, what comes with the flyweight division. Fuck, Greg. Next up, the main event, Israel Adesanya defends his title over Marvin Vittori via decision and another just dominant performance, you know um, Much more dominant than the first one. I, I feel like uh, You know is he they went to the ground is he reversed him is he landed some ground and pound on the feet That was you know Marvin definitely has nothing for him couldn't get in um, Is he kept the distance and you know? The kids a monster man, you know being as young as he is in the sport as his jiu-jitsu progresses um, and as wrestling progresses, he's just going to be really, really hard to deal with. Um, I don't know, man. I don't know. I guess Robert Whitaker is next, but outside of Robert, I just don't see anybody that can really compete with Izzy right now. I thought that Vitoria might be, um, somewhat of a challenge, but it was nothing. I, 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 am, if anything, a little disappointed that Izzy played with his food as long as he did, I think he probably could have gotten Marvin out of there, but Marvin's just tough as hell, man. He's, you know relentless and won't go away um for whatever reason after the fight marvin felt like uh he didn't to win that one so that was that was one of the more comical moments of the night i guess it
0: was embarrassing uh, is what it should have been <laughs>
2: it was insane what do you think greg
1: uh, I'm just going to touch base on that, uh, Moreno and fig fight. I just wanted to say, yeah, I didn't get to see it, but I did get to see all the wholesome, uh, wholesome video footage afterwards. But, uh, I just was going to, I was going to mention something that nobody did touch on it. Uh, and it was in and, and Jeff did at uh, the Cejudo, because if you'll notice, um, and all the ESPN covers everywhere you see it, it, it doesn't say the first Mexican, champion, it says the first Mexican-born champion because Henry Cejudo uh, is, is from Mex- is Mexican descent. He's American, but both of his parents are Mexican. So, um, like, I can see a comeback for Henry Cejudo. He's you know, kind of coming in and claiming it to be like, you know, the Triple C and he's a real Mexican. I don't know. I could just see some bullshit like that because Henry's got that friend, you know, and we can see that coming back. And I would like to see Henry come back just to take the title because like, uh, I'm not trying to throw shade at Moreno, but like the is on another level, in my opinion. But uh, nevertheless, dude, I, I'm I'm proud for Moreno. But as far as the Tory goes and out uh, of Sonya, uh, yeah, uh, what J- uh, Justin said, you playing with your uh, your food too long. And um, I don't know, man. It's just like a just just as that fight went, it was just like something the fans really didn't want to see. Uh, as, as just a few fights were on this card, you know, like. I don't I don't want to see and, – and I don't know why Vittori even thought for one second he was winning. Did you see him with his arm up like he may have won the fight? I did see this one. And uh, I, in no way, shape, or form did I think that um, Ashton, you know, lost his fight. But, uh, yeah, it was kind of a one-sided fight. I mean, there was opportunities in there for Vittori to, you know, try to get in there and finish. But I don't really think that Israel was, um, you know, hurt at any time of the fight. But uh, it, was, it was one that I didn't really care to see either.
0: Yeah. Uh, the fight was disappointing. You know, we talked about it a week ago that you know sometimes the rematches, you know, live up to all the hype and they're just as good. And then sometimes they are just a flat dud and this was uh this was a horrible rematch. Um completely one sided. Uh, it was not even it was not enjoyable to watch because uh Vittori gave nothing offensively and you know, Adasanya I don't think was pulling the trigger, uh, you know, just to not kill the term playing with your food. But I mean, just, I don't know. It was like he wanted to get all five, all 25 of his minutes in, uh, you know, or, or I don't know, maybe he was just being a little too cautious, but uh, it did not make for a fan friendly fight. Um, I guess at this point you kind of just, you know, uh, Adesanya has spoiled us and we're, we're waiting for the highlight, the flash, and when he doesn't finish a fight, it's kind of like John Jones, you know, towards, you know, the end of his career when he wasn't finishing fights. He was still dominant, uh, but it's not what you expect from him. And you kind of look at it as disappointing when it doesn't happen. But I'm like you. I just don't know what you look down the rankings. Um, I mean, what else are you going to do? Uh, there's just nothing there. I mean, they, they say Whitaker's next and that's fine. But I mean, we've already beat Whitaker once. Uh, Costa's, you know, lost handily, you know, to the guy Uh Kiner, who lost to Whitaker, who's getting the next shot. Uh, Vittori now has lost twice to him. Uh, Hermanson's lost to Vittori. Uh, while stylistically, I like that fight. Um, I mean, what's Bronson, Till, Gastelum, Hall? I mean, there's just there's nothing there that moves the needle or, or piques my interest. I don't know. What he's going to do. And I don't know, you know, if that move to 205, uh, going for a title shot, you know, uh, has got him kind of scared of, of dipping his toe into those waters again. But maybe if he just goes for fan friendly and exciting fights, maybe 205 is, you know, maybe he needs to. I mean, Anderson did it quite a few times between Forrest Griffin, uh, what was his name, Irvin, uh, you know, Stefan Bonner. Just do it occasionally just to have some interest uh, uh, in your fights because there is nobody on this list of contenders that is interesting at all to me.
2: Yeah, the only thing, the only one that I think would be fun is Till, but I just don't see Till having anything for him. Torres?
4: Um. Yeah, uh, Jeff is pointing really well. Uh, the Ben is disney fight, exactly what I expected. Um, I knew it was going to be a dud uh, from the beginning. Uh, Izzy, it's just the way Izzy fights now. There's an opportunity for a knockout. He'll go for it. But out of all the Vettitore losses, he has never lost the fight. You know, all of his losses have been by decision, even in his amateur career. Um, So I did not see him. Obviously, I didn't see (laughs) Izzy submit them, And I obviously didn't really see – Vettitore got a nice chin on him, man. So it's very rare you see the brother get rocked. And I knew Vettitore would try to wrestle him, but when Izzy turned him on his back, I was like, man, that was his best chance. That first round when he took Izzy's back, I thought, oh, man, Vettitore actually got a shot. Only thing I didn't agree with was the 50-45. I did slightly think Vettitore won the first round. I did. I did believe he did uh, win the first round. But besides that, yes, Izzy dominated from second to finish. The uh, first
0: round didn't take but one punch connecting could have won you the first round because they just circled each other for
4: five minutes. <laughs> yeah, you were, you were right about that. You're right about that. So, regardless, it still was – it was a dud. I really wasn't really interested in that middleweight fight. Um, I was already – already knew Izzy was going to win. The next fight is already set. stone. Robert Whitaker versus Izzy. Um, it's going to be really interesting to see how Whitaker was, comes back for this one. But Izzy's so fast, man. He's elusive. Uh, his head movements on another level. I mean, I know Whitaker, with his style, his skill, I think he can land some shots on Izzy. Izzy caught him off guard big time. I think Whitaker will implement some wrestling into this after seeing what Jan did. I think Whitaker is going to try to take him to the deeper rounds. I do believe Whitaker can find a way to get it done. I do think Izzy still might win, but I do believe Whitaker is the only guy to get it done. Um, yes, I look at the rankings myself. I don't see nobody else uh, cannon here. I I, I I just don't see it happening. Bronson is striking, man. It just is striking to me, man. It's 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 not it. <laughs> it's not it. And after that, um, the only person I think, and this is just my opinion, but Hosman Shemaya. I know he fights at one seventy. He said he's coming for the eighty five title too. I, I'm a big fan of Shemaya. I, I'm, I'm look. I'm on top of him. I think he's going to be that next up up and coming thing that's the only thing I see, but that's going to be years down the line anyway. So. But but as of right now, yes, there's nobody facing.
2: Yeah. <clears throat> so this week coming up, we have um, a very uh, light card. I'll just run through the main card real quick. There's really nothing at all to speak of on the, the undercard and not a ton on the main card. Uh, starting out, Matt Brown and Diego Lima at welterweight. Next up is... Middleweight Wellington Termand and Bruno Silva, featherweights Julian Arosa and Chu Sang Woo, uh, one fun fight. Uh, Bantamweight Marlon Vera taking on Davy Grant in a rematch. Davy Grant won the first time out a few years ago. Um, Marlon Vera has been on the come up since then. Crazy co-main event: um, Alexi Olenek and Sergey Spivak. I think that if if anything, the main event and the feature bout should be switched up but um anyway i think uh Olenek's the underdog in this one and if you're gonna play a dog olenic's the one to play survey speedback is fucking terrible so um if it goes to the ground i think olin can can probably snap something uh the main event is is a fun fight chan sung jung dan Ige, um dan ige has been on a tear he's he, he lost one fight came back and had a very fast knockout in his last fight. Chan Sung Jung's kind of been on the downslope of his career. Um, you know, losing a couple, of, like his last one was to Brian Ortega. Brian dominated him in the position that Chan Sung Jung should have won that fight in. So um, I think Dan Ige is is probably a better striker than Ortega is. And uh, Ortega pieced Chan Sung Jung up, uh, you know, for five rounds. So i uh, go around the horn one time and just see uh, if anybody has a take on that before we jump off. Jeff Hobbs. Yeah,
0: I mean, uh, kind of one of your just, uh, you know, underwhelming on, you know, a superstar standpoint uh, kind of card. But there's going to be some good fights on this. Uh, Main event's going to be fun. Uh, You know, whether the zombies winning or losing, I always tune in just because he's got that potential of putting on uh, a fight that you're going to talk about, you know, for years. Yeah. but uh, he's bitten off uh, a lot more than I think he can chew in this in this bout. Um, for me, the other one is the Matt Brown and Diego Lima fight. Uh, just just interested. You know, uh, <clears throat> we actually had a chance to talk to Diego Lima uh, a little bit at the uh, last Valor card. And, uh, you know, he uh, talked a bit about the fight with Matt Brown. And uh, interesting for me because Matt Brown has been uh, down here at Nashville off and on Uh you know, getting some training in at Nashville MMA here recently. So you know, I've ran into him a couple of times uh, down here training with their coaches and, um, you know, just getting a moment to uh, to just shoot the bull for a second and say hi. So uh, he's an OG and he's tough, man. So uh, those are the two fights I'm most interested in.
1: Greg? Uh, I'm going to throw some degenerate shit your way right here. I don't really have no play on the first female bout right there. Uh, I like Ricky Glenn. I don't know what the odds are. I'm just going through. Just by look, I like Josh Parisian. Uh, no play on Chaos Williams because uh, Chaos screws me every time. Right here, I like Jenneroba. I don't know what the odds are on that. She may be the dog. I like, she may not be. I don't know. Uh, no play there. I like Lima over Brown. I like Lima over Brown. I like Silva over Terman. Uh, I like Erosa over Choi. And uh, I like Vera over Grant. And uh, did you say you're going to take Olinik? I'm going to take Olinik, man. Spivak sucks, man. I don't care. He's a big dude, but man, he just he does not impress me at all. And Olinik, like you say he's an OG. He coming there. If it goes to the ground, you can see Spivak, too. Cap. So if you can get Olinik by submission, I'm sure that's some some plus points right there. Uh, and I like Dan Inge there against. Uh, I, I just, I don't know, man. Danny ige has uh, been on another level too, fighting the best of the best. But uh, and I'm, I'm not saying that a Korean Zombie's overrated or nothing like that. But like when he's fighting some of the best, he doesn't, he doesn't win. Uh, I just, I, I like
2: ige here. Torres wrap us up.
1: Yeah, um,
4: you know, not one, uh, like you said, not one of the most star-studded cards, but uh, most exciting fight I'm excited uh, for Matt Brown, Diego Lima. Um, I think that's going to be some you know, good fireworks to see. Um, Ball and Vera and the David Grant, as you said already, yeah, that's going to be really fun to watch that rematch. And the main event, obviously, uh, seeing the Korean Zombie get on there. Um, I think Dan, Dan Inge gets the win, but it'll be really interesting to see what uh, the the Zombie can bring to the table. Uh, he's going to make it competitive, but Dan Inge uh, edges it out. So it's going to be an interesting card, no doubt.
2: All right, well, there you have it. Thanks for sticking with us. Our, uh, our our fearless leader is out this week on a brocation, so uh, we, we stuck in and, and did what we could. For you guys, I'll see you uh, next week. Valor, Valor out.
0: of sport we're in an unprecedented time in terms of this COVID madness we've all been going through but we're stepping into what is hopefully going to be a pretty good summer and what looks like a fairly normal sporting landscape in the fall but I can't help but be a little worried that we've missed an entire competitive season that could have a major impact at all levels of sport we simply can't jump back into sport and treat this summer as if it were a normal off season for hockey or any other sport. This week on Crush Performance, we look at all of the things you need to consider to maximize your performance and reduce your risk of injury as we get set for the return of sport. Crush Performance with Jeff Crescell can be found on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, TuneIn Radio, Google Podcasts, and RadioInfluence.com.